I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Intercooler Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 149 of the Intercooler Podcast with Dan Prosser and my co-host, Andrew Frankel. Now we're playing our daft game for petrol heads again. The right car for the job, it's called. Um, it's the game that we made up a few weeks ago. We've made some improvements. Uh, we're playing it again this week with a special guest, um, our friend and fellow car journalist and TI contributor Colin Goodwin joins us for this one. Um, so it's a fun game. I think it's a fun episode. Let us know what you think and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast, Colin Goodwin. Um, good to have you here to play our daft game for petrol heads, uh, the right car for the job. Now, it's a very serious game. It's a, sorry, it's a very to take game. very seriously. <laughs> so, uh, Colin, I think most people listening will be, will be familiar with your name and your work. Certainly, TI subscribers will be very familiar with you and who you are. But um, for those who don't know, can you give us 30 seconds on who you are and what you do, please? Uh, well, I started in journalism at Car Magazine, and then I went to Autocar so that I could work with Andrew Frankel, who, who'd gone by the time I got <laughs> who'd there. Who'd left? Cracky timing. Um, and then I went um, freelance 20 years ago, and um, I've worked for all sorts of people since then, and I am now um motoring editor of lots of tabloid newspapers. And um, every week I get to drive exciting Volkswagen Group crossovers <laughs> and um, and try and work out what's different about them when yeah. they're the enthusiasm same. For them. Yeah. And um, and I have to drive electric cars, but, um, you, know, you know, it's life. You can't have control over everything. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, as people will quickly learn throughout the course of this game, I'm sure, Goodwin would far rather drive something with a V8 than a, a motor and a battery. Um, so we are paying, playing the right car for the job. Andrew, we've played this game once before. It was a pilot run, wasn't it? We just sort of made it up in about half an hour. Could you just remind me who won? I can't remember, actually. I've been racking my brains all morning. I can't remember I, who. I think you'll find it was me. Um, I'm very good at this. I'm, well, I'm glad you remembered. Um, so, But we've made improvements, okay? So people had seemed to enjoy this game the first time around. Um, and lots of people got in touch to say it was fun. Do this and it will make it better. Um, so one of the things that we're going to do is, um, it's called incomplete information, I think. I think I've got that right. Where it's a, a sort of game principle. And so to that end, we have many, many more cars to draw from the, the hat, as it were, than we need. We have many, many more 
driving scenarios than we need. So even I, I've prepared these this morning, even I don't know what's coming. Okay, so there's no home advantage for me. Um, and the jeopardy, every game needs jeopardy. Okay, um, now there'll be no terrible downside for whoever loses this game, apart from the shame of it. But the jeopardy is finding yourself with only an AMC Pacer and a Citroen Ami left in your arsenal and the driving scenario is escape from the police, right? So that's where the sort of tension comes from. Um, so you have, to, you have to be sparing with your choice of car, okay? So there's judgment involved here. Um, yeah, but, but you, at the same time, you don't want to be left with an F40 and have to take your there you go. entire family on holiday, do you? There you, go. you don't know what scenario I don't see a problem next. with that. <laughs> Goodwin's okay with that. Uh, so yeah, that's right. We don't know what's coming. Um, that's why we're guessing... Uh, that's where the uncertainty is, and hopefully that's where the fun is. So, first thing... Well, can I also say, any cars and any scenarios that don't get used this time, we'll just use them next time. We'll use them next time, yeah. Um, maybe with another guest. So, we're, I think we'll do eight driving scenarios and eight cars each because we've got another player. Um, if we have time, maybe we'll do another one at the end. Um, so, to get us underway, I'm going to draw cars out of the hat. Actually, it's a plastic bowl. Starting with Andrew, then we'll go to... Goodwin, then we'll go to me. So, <clears throat> Frankel, you need to write this one down. This is your first car. Lamborghini Diablo SV. Ooh. Okay. Goodwin, your first one. BAC Mono. My first one is a 1950s Fiat 500. Fine. Andrew. Oh, God. Mercedes SLS AMG Black Series. Ooh. Yeah, but we don't know what the driving scenarios are going to be, do we? I don't mind. Oh, Goodwin. You've got my favourite. Nissan 200SX S13 pop-up headlamps. Oh, is that the first one? Yeah. Yeah. I had one and ruined it. For me, Jaguar E-Type Series 1 3.8 flat floor coupe. Andrew? Yeah. Oh, God. Aston Martin V12 Vantage Original, so six-speed manual. Liking it. Cole, VW Lupo GTI. For me, a late 1990s Toyota Century V12. <laughs> Andrew, you put be, that in? <laughs> you'll be pleased. 1948 Land Rover. Very good. Yep. Cole, 1980s Lada Neva. You'll be pleased with that, I'm sure. For me, a Ferrari 348. Ooh. <laughs> Andrew... Oh, you've got a bit more variety here. Late 1990s, Vauxhall Amiga V6. Late 90s, Amiga V6. Okay. Cole, Ford Focus RS Mark I. <clears throat> oh, God. Me, BMW X6, a current one. Ugh. No, it's not. I put that in. It's the first one. Oh, fine. Okay. I wasn't sure, so I guessed. First one. Okay. Andrew, Tesla Model S Plaid. Goodwin. Rimac Nevera. Uh... <laughs> That's the creation. It's an electric car, Cole. Electric hypercar. It's got 2,000 horsepower. Rimac, never with an A on the end. Never, never. Is that never. the one Hammond crashed? Yeah. And... No, well, he... It... A descendant thereof. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, um, this one was intended for you, but it, it's landed with me. Holden Malou. Oh, wow. Um, Andrew, your joke has backfired because you've got the Suzuki X90. Shit. Well, there might be a push them off a cliff scenario. Well, we'll see. Cole, 1990s Renault Laguna V6. 
Oh, wow. I've got, <clears throat> yippee, Citroen Ami. That's the new electric one. Hey, hey, hey. And, there's, and there's one more to go each, and then we're done. Yeah, this is your last one, Andrew. Go on. Oh, you'll be pleased. McLaren M8F Can-Am car. Um, this one's road legal. <laughs> is it? Yes. Okay. Um, Cole, Audi R8 V8 manual, original. Mm-hmm. Deary me. And my last one. <clears throat> oh, God. Okay, well, I stand no chance. I've got the AMC Pacer. You've got the Pacer and the Ami. Yes. Now, I don't often feel sorry. So you've got a 348, an X6, an Ami, and a Pacer. Yeah. Yeah. You started out with a lot of very hot stuff, Andrew, but I think it sort of tailed off through the middle, didn't it? We're ending with an M8F. I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. <laughs> Cole, happy with what you've got? Uh, yeah. Um, I've driven nearly all of them except two. Good. Okay. All right. Well, let's get on then. So I'm going to draw the first driving scenario out of the hat. Um, and we all have to nominate one car. Whoever is judged to have nominated the best car for the job, the right car for the job, wins the point. Whoever scores the most point wins, wins the game. So, driving scenario number one, it's a lap of the Nürburgring in the passenger seat with a driver who's never been there before who thinks he is seven times better than he actually is. So, take a moment to choose. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to do the same. Andrew, we'll come back, we'll go with you first, but we'll all just have a minute to look through our, our options and <clears throat> I've chosen mine. Actually, mine's very straightforward. Bloody hell, it's difficult. Well, the point here, the point here is survival, isn't it? You've just got to survive the lap. You've got, you've got an idiot driver who thinks he's way better than he is, doesn't know where he's going. He's trying hard to impress. We assume it's a he. It will be a he. Yeah. If it's an idiot at the Nürburgring, it will so be a he. you're not looking for thrills. You're just looking to live. You're just looking to live. But I, I could, you see, you, you also look at in terms of what you guys are going to put in. I, I could put forward something which is quite good, but I reckon I'm going to get trumped by at least one of you. Because, I, I mean, Dan, 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 you're going in the Ami, aren't you? Because A, you're not going to die in it because it won't go fast <laughs> enough because the entire lap will be flat. And B, you get rid of the Ami. It's a, it's a win-win for you, isn't it? So, so which stage? It's you not then... worth discussing because I've, I've got the absolute natural car for this. Just leapt okay. off the page as we say in our business. <laughs> okay, well, well, Andrew, it's you first. I'm going first. Um, X90. Because I'm just throwing it, because I, I just want to get rid of it. So I'm not going to win this round, but I, I get yeah. rid of the X90. Okay. There's a bit of a rollover risk there, isn't there? Uh, there is a bit of a but It's really not very fast, and it's front-wheel drive, and it'll just understeer everywhere. Um, and the X90 is... Cole, were you on Autocar when we did our top 10s in various classes and we created a Suzuki X90 class because we couldn't think of one to put it in? And in the top 10 cars in the Suzuki X90 class, there was only the Suzuki X90 and we placed it at 11th. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I was at car when we were... We Which had resulted it. in Suzuki pulling all its advertising from Autocar. So I was quite proud of <laughs> No, I don't think I was. I think we were. I was at car when we had it in the good, bad and the ugly with a very good comment, but I, I can't remember what it was. Okay, sorry. Well, okay, so um, who's up next? Is Cole up next? Cole, Cole's up next, yeah. Okay. Um, I was thinking about the Neva because it would be very slow, yeah. um, but it will definitely crash. There's no way it yeah. won't. Um, some of my stuff is too fast, um, but the, the perfect choice is my Laguna V6. Ooh. Um, 
very unreliable car. Probably won't start, so I'll be <laughs> got off the hook in the first. <laughs> so you won't even get you won't even get to the house and back. Yeah, probably won't be in Germany. Um, but if it, it's quite a big. I mean, it's it's reasonably quick, but it's quite big, so it'd be quite good in the accident. Um, probably got quite some quite good airbags. Um, it's just uh, Lupu GTI, quite good, but too small. You know, be bad in an accident. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the accident, really. Yes. <laughs> and and how easy it'll be for me to knock it out of gear and <laughs> pull the handbrake on. <laughs> so yeah, the 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 Laguna is just perfect. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, I am going with the Citroen Ami because it's only okay. So downhill, um, there are some long downhill sections. It might do 33. No way, because it's limited. No, I, I've seen 33 miles an hour in an Ami. No question. Yeah. It is a question. I think this disqualifies it. Okay. Will it get round? Will it do a lap? <laughs> I don't uh, think it would. A lap's 13 miles, isn't it? Flat strap, though. And it has to be driven, you know, whoever's in it has to be driving, trying to drive it fast. I mean, I think that's, that's inherent within the question. Well, it, uh, the I don't... it doesn't go, um, it, you can't go any sort of faster because it's so slow. Yeah. Would it even get up the hill um, from Bergwerk? It, it would chug its way along. It would chug, it, chug its way along. Actually, it's debatable that it would do an entire lap. I think you're quite right. I don't think it would do a lap. I think okay. it would do something else. No, 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 no. No, I... But the thing, okay, so the reason for choosing the Ami is that it, it's so slow, it will only... I would have voted for the Ami, but I'm now going to vote for the Laguna on the basis of the, the Ami disqualifies itself because it won't, it, it won't do it. it. It can't actually do what's being asked of it. Okay, who do you vote for, Cole? Uh, well, uh, what was Andrew's one again? I'm in the X90. Oh, yeah. Um... The risk of somebody who knows you. I mean, there's a lot of people, engineers work at the Nürburgring. There's a good chance someone's going to turn up who knows you and they'll see you in an X90. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to choose my own one, I think. OK, well, I choose mine, but I'm outvoted. So Goodwin wins that one. Well done, Cole. So one point for Goodwin. There are three of us on the eight rounds. We're going to have a winner, aren't we? Uh, is that right? I would have thought so. Car, the uh, scenario number two car in which to be driven to your own funeral your final ride uh, well, i won this i won this i've just i, just, I have just bloody won this um, actually no i have <clears throat> sorry i've won this yeah, i know i've won this because colin's going to vote for me too i know um, what you're going to say no. <laughs> i know what he's going to say he's going to vote for me okay well let's have yours then andrew car to be driven to your own funeral in do i get to choose my driver as well if you want to extra detail only because I've seen him drive something pretty similar to it beautifully. I'm going to get Karun to drive me in an M8F. <laughs> well, you just propped up next to him. I'll just be propped up next to him. It'll be fantastic. Cable ties. I'm, I'm going to my funeral in an M8F. I'm, I'm afraid. It's, I mean, can I suggest you two don't even bother? Okay, okay, there's well, just no point. I have one. Okay, that's a good, good option. Um, Carl, what's yours? Oh, I hadn't thought because I was busy thinking, knowing <laughs> that Andrew would... Um... Well, if you want to, you can just burn one. That is allowed in this game. Don't have to make sure you're really actually dead, because I would probably wake up again if I. <laughs> What's yours, Carl? Could be too morbid not to go in a box. Could I just be strapped in? Yeah, you can. No, don't you? Could be um, on the wing, on the back. No, just, I think just bolt upright. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think sat bolt upright. We need to make sure Corinne's actually up for it. Up for this. It's a bit dark. He'd be up for it. He'd be up for it. Come on then, Carl. Um, uh, there's no real obvious... Count. I think I might just go... 
I think I might just go for the Lupo GTI. Okay, so you're burning it. I think all my friends would be just sat there at the funeral wondering why, <laughs> knowing that I'd I'd predetermined what I wanted to be um, taken just... to the bone orchard in. I think they'd just be standing around going, what's that about? So just confuse them all one more time. Okay, well, I've won this one because I'm going Holden Malou um, <clears throat> because my casket could poke out the back of the flatbed. Also, V8 power, and it's important to me that on my final journey, I'm not holding up traffic. So we'll actually I've be... I've got a V8 too. But I've got I don't think you'd be holding up traffic in an M8F. No, no, I know, but you will in a Lupo maybe, or certainly a hearse. Okay, that's um, an argument for not coming last. It's not an argument for winning. <laughs> so, all right, well, I think you're going to vote for yourself, Andrew. Yeah, funnily enough. Carl? m Oh, God. I like the image of my casket poking out the back of a Holden Malou ute. So do I. But not as much okay. as I like the idea of taking my yeah, last M-A-T-F. journey. m Okay, all right. Well, just quickly aside, if I keel over before you guys, which I probably will, could you arrange this actually yeah. in real life? The Lupo. You want the Lupo? Thank oh, you, Andrew. Okay. Yeah, with, with Karun, or would you, or, 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 or your, your driver, au choix. Uh Is there anyone alive today who used to race an M8F? Oh, yeah. I there'll mean, Jackie, be, well, Yeah, there'll be lots of sort of inter-serie type guys. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Jackie <laughs> okay. used to race, do a lot of can but I don't, think, I don't think he drove an M8F. What about he? David Hobbs? David Hobbs. Oh, oh, no, no, I've got it, I've got it. Lothar Moschenbacher. Lothar Moschenbacher. <laughs> I knew you'd get him in here somewhere. <laughs> right, okay. Before we get into the Can-Am thing too much, let's, let's get on. Okay. Car to drive across America with the most boring person you've ever met sitting next to you. So that's days, isn't it? It's days in a car with a very tedious person. Well, I've got the winning answer. I'm, st- I'm not going to choose the Ami. No, funnily enough. You, you wouldn't live long enough. I don't, honestly, I don't think you would. If you try to drive across America in an Ami, well, certainly I wouldn't. I don't think I've got enough life expectancy left. <laughs> um, so, okay, so what do we want here? I think you just want the noisiest, best-sounding car you can get so you don't have to listen to him. Okay. Well, that's going to become tiresome over several days. Not as tiresome as having the most boring person who's ever been born sitting next to you. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, well, you're up, Andrew. Well, I think it also needs to be slightly civilised. Does it? So, well, yeah, I think it's because it's a long old way, isn't it? So on the basis of noise and with a veneer of civilization, I'm going to take my V12 Vantage. I think it'll be absolutely lovely. I can listen to that beautiful six-litre V12 howling away. Okay. Um, more than enough. I'll probably see if I can get, fit some straight pipes on it. More than enough to drown out the tedious bore in the passenger seat. Okay. Uh, Goodwin, what are you having? Hmm. Uh, hmm. It's really difficult. I mean, a BSE mono would be ideal. <laughs> then he can't well, he wouldn't because he'd have to go piggyback, Cole. <laughs> well, he can't actually come. Well, he can't not be in the car, so you'd either have to strap him to it or have him on your shoulders. Or do you want his shoulders? Okay, I, I take your point. Um, this is a really difficult task. Um, God, he's agonizing I think, I think this. possibly the Rimac. How much power did you say it's got? Two thousand horsepower. Yeah, it might be. It'd probably be frightened the whole time. You, you could literally scare him into silence. Yeah, I think so. But think of all that and, conversation and you'd have to charge... have while it was charging. Think of all I... the conversations you had. You'd have to have. 
sitting there having coffee in roadside <laughs> diners while this thing charged up for hours on end. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Andrew, that's not how we play this game. I, th- I think it's, it's, it's called reality, isn't it? You've got to think these things through. Yeah, but you're not being tactical. He would have lost that one. Well, you don't know. No, no, I don't, um, no, oh, okay. I, I, that's a good point. I'm going to take the Audi. Okay. The Audi R8? Yeah. Oh, well, at least you'll have fun. Okay, I'm taking my late 1990s Toyota Century V12 because I at least want to be comfortable. And it's got a V12, so it's going to get a bit of a move on. So it's not going to take no forever. Way. Well, a bit. A bit. Um, but, you'll be, but you'll be able to hear him. Well, that's true, but I'll be comfortable. You'll be able to hear every also, word he says. You'll never be able to shut him up because he'll never make any noise. No, 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 no. Also, he's driving. I'm asleep. I've got my feet. You know, they've got that thing that folds out of the front seat. So I'm in the back seat with my feet on the squab of the front seat, asleep. He's talking all he likes. I can't hear a thing. Um, ergo, I win. Andrew, who are you voting for? I'm voting for me. Okay, Cole, who are you voting for? What was what was your one again, Andrew? V12 Vantage. Manual for Gen 1 Aston V12 Vantage. No, I'm going to go with Dan. Oh, there we go. So am I. So it's one apiece. One round each. One apiece. Well done, everybody. <clears throat> it's a good start. We've got five to go. Five driving, five driving scenarios, five cars. And oh, oh, this one's a good one. This one is a good one. Have I got anything appropriate? Oh, God. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Beat Tiff Nadell's McLaren F1, 195 mile an hour lap of Millbrook Bowl. Okay. But you're not, there's a twist here because you're not allowed to go. It's not possible. I'm not trying. If you manage it, there's a million pound prize. Okay. So you've got to have a car which will do a at lot. least 210. Yeah. Because otherwise it simply won't do it because of the lateral scrub. Yeah. It simply won't even get to that speed, let alone maintain it. And I haven't got one of those. No? Carl? Uh, yeah, well, this, this will combine with the... This could lead us into the funeral. <laughs> so you're going to take... What car did you choose for your funeral? Oh, the Lupo. So we'll just leave you in the Lupo. <laughs> yeah, not the one that I'd killed myself going around Millbrook in. Um, well, it'll have to be the Rimac. Oh, of course. Uh, it won't do it, because it'll... No. Um, so you'll just scare yourself absolutely witless. You do have two people who have held the Guinness Book of Records uh, record for a closed circuit lap in Britain. Yeah, it's you two, isn't it? So who did... We are, we are both genuinely yeah. Guinness World Record holders so you for know... that particular thing. So we yeah, know so what we're talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. So did, did Tiff nick one of your records? You nick Collins. I Colin did. Really. mine and Tiff nick Coles. I was on holiday um, yonks ago. And uh, somebody had a Guinness Book of Records. And I was sat in an armchair in the evening, flicking through it. And um, I saw Frankel in there. And I, I absolutely spat my coffee out. I'm not having that. <laughs> so I went and um, immediately went home and started plotting to break it. And that's what Tiff did. Yeah. Can I just oh, say yeah. now, because actually you and I have never had this out in public. Um, so we're going to do it now. You cheated. I beg your pardon? You cheated. The record is for the fastest lap of a UK circuit by a production car. You did it, I seem to remember, in a Jaguar XJ220S, of which I think three were made. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you call that a production car. <laughs> Do you want to come back? I drove it there. It's just a variation on the theme. No. Uh, I so think it was an XJ220C, wasn't it? 
I think it was an S. I don't even know what an XJ220C is. No, do I. How fast did you go, Cole? Well, I did 175 average. Cole, did, you did 180? 184 or something. Bloody hell. So actually not far off, Tiff, 11 miles an hour. I did, I did it in a 512TR, which really was a production car. Yeah, but I mean, I, honestly, what Colin and I did was, was you know, I, I, th- I think it was um, a little ambitious and quite interesting. But what Tiff did was just ridiculous. Yeah. I think he yeah. said it was the most stupid thing he's ever done in a car. Yeah, the most right, dangerous uh, thing he's ever done in a car. So what, what does it take? It's a horrible bowl, isn't it? It's tight. It, it's not an enormous one. Is it a mile? Um, two miles round. Two, two, two miles, miles round. Two miles. So you've got a hands-off speed in lane five of 100 miles an hour. So anything above 100 miles an hour, you're going around a corner. Yeah. So by the time you're doing 180, which is what you need to be doing in parts of it, even to do what I did, um, you are cornering as hard as the car will corner which is why you get all this massive tire scrub, which is why cars never get anywhere near their top speed. You also run out of suspension travel, um, oh. and you also, particularly back then, you are so marginal on tires because you're putting loads through the outside tires. They were never, ever designed to cope with. So it is such a sketchy thing to do. I mean, I was 26 when I did it, um, and at the time I thought, I'm too old for this. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, you two are brave. Fair play to you both. I didn't really... <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad I chose that one. That was one of my driving scenarios, so that worked quite well, didn't it? Um, <clears throat> but, so what are you nominating, Andrew? Oh, you're talking to me? Oh, yeah. I'm going to take my Omega V6, because it'll be, none of us are going to get anywhere near it, <laughs> so none of us are getting a million quid. So, you know, it's, you know, so the, the competition is pointless, so I'm going to be comfortable, and I'm going to get rid of a crap car. I'm going to take my Omega V6, which actually is a really, really... It's an Omega V6... Not a straight six. Do you remember Cole, the Carlton 24 valve? And there was an Omega 24 oh, yeah. valve with that lovely straight six. Oh. And we used to put it... I mean, this, this car was so good. We used to put it up against, you know, 535Is and that sort of thing and E34s. And it often as not would win. So... When well, I, do, you think when, they're very, do you think they're very cheap now? Peanuts. Absolute buttons for them, I would think. Oh. <laughs> gotta have. Anyway, so that's what I'm taking. I'm taking my Omega, my six-cylinder Omega, and I'm hoping whoever said V meant straight. No, you can get a V6 Omega because it's the late, it's the later. But it's the later generation. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing like as nice. It doesn't have got that lovely straight six engine in it. There you go. Uh, Goodwin, are you taking the Rimac? Yeah, I. I um... So you're having a go. I mean, it's a bit of a. I'm gonna. It's just gonna pop its tires. It's gonna be a massive accident. Do we think that's the issue then? Because the car will do 250 miles. Not there, but it will do 250 miles an hour. So it's it's got the power. It's got the speed. But it, surely it'll do one lap at that speed. I think it would be. Um, I really don't know. I think. I, well, I, the thing is, I did it when I, I what was I thirty two or something. I don't think I've got any braver. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I know I've got a lot less brave. I'd give it a go. I think, but I, okay. I think your chances so you, of going faster than one hundred ninety five are pretty slim. Yeah. Remember, there's a million quid. There's a million quid. You only have to do one lap. Oh, I forgot about that. But yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm burning one. I'm taking the AMC Pacer. Oh, tactical. I mean, I, I hate to vote for somebody else, though I do. It has to be Colin, because he is the only one who has any chance at all. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Colin, it doesn't matter who you're voting for, because I'm voting for you, so you win that one. Good. Right. Wow, okay. That got exciting. So we're halfway through the competition. Okay, um, right. So, number five. <clears throat> this is set up nicely. Your own wedding day. To or from? I think it's very different. Yeah, because you arrive one with at one without your missus, and you leave the other with it. I see it's shame. So it's leaving. It's leaving the chapel. So I arrived 
at my wedding in a Aston Martin DB24 Mark III, and I left it in a two CV. <laughs> nice, very nicely done. But you're, what are you choosing this time? Well, you haven't told me whether I'm arriving at my wedding or leaving. Yeah, you're, you're leaving the chapel. With I'm your, leaving it with my beloved yeah. by my side. God, it's, it's easy. I've won this. I'm picking the Landy. 1948 Landy. I mean, what better thing? It's slow. It's beautiful. It's British. Um, everybody will be able to see her in her finery. Um, <laughs> wave to the crowds. We'll, we'll have the roof off. It will be completely stripped back. Um, and it'll break down. <laughs> I think it's an extremely bad omen for the start yeah. of married life. It won't it's a break metaphor. down. It won't the start break down. of your, yeah, the transfer gearbox will go after about an hour. Well, it doesn't matter if it goes off now. All I've got to do is get out. I've got, just got to leave my wedding, you know, 100 yards down the road. I have taken it. And then you can wedding. get in a real car. <laughs> yeah. And then you're absolutely. Carl. Then I'll have, then I'll have so, so, yeah, it's definitely the landy. Carl, what are you having? Hmm. Um, Mono? No, no, obviously that's out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you might park her if it was. Not the BAC Mono. Lada Neve is a bit sort of try too hard. What to be, yeah. Yeah. It's also um, not going to be the Landy. Well, I suppose if, um, yeah. <laughs> He's thinking hard about this one. Can we edit these bits out? I think we're going to have to. Colin's thinking time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you just can't rush into these. It's quite, you know, it's a significant day of your life. And you're going to have a lot of friends around. Incidentally, so, Andrew, you were at my wedding. Do you remember what we left in? I think we went to left in James's Bentley, didn't we? No, arrived in that. Oh, okay. Departed in a Hindustan ambassador. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I'm going to take the Neva. So you're being contrary. You're, yeah, you're playing down the whole situation. He's following my lead. I'm, I'm taking my 1950s Fiat 500. I think that would be quite sweet. Oh, yeah. I don't think your missus is going to thank you. Well, she might. I don't know. Okay, but who are you voting for? You're going to vote for yourself again, aren't you? 100%. Andrew. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's the best uh, Dan. Dan. You're voting for me? Ooh. Uh, well, I'm voting for me as well, so that's mine. Jolly good. What? Sorry, Andrew. It's a democratic process. That's, it's can't. a stitch-up, that's no, what it is. No, it's a democratic process. It's a stitch-up. Right, here we go. Number six. Own a 1950s Fiat 500, but it's, I mean, that is just... I've had one as well. That's it's only because Dan for. lost last time and he can't bear the idea and he's just trying to engineer things so it doesn't happen again. Andrew, it's two versus one. Majority rules. So It's an t- utterly romantic car. And a 1948 Land Rover isn't? No. Nor is <laughs> a Neva. <laughs> okay. Car to get away from a bank robbery with your three co-conspirators. It's raining, and for some reason in this parallel universe, the cops all have Mitsubishi Evo Six Tommy Mackinans. Uh, I'm in the Tesla. I got my model. I got my Model S Plaid. I'm gone. Uh, well, that's probably a good option, isn't it? A bazillion horsepower, lots of space. I've gone. Beat that, Cole. Um, I'm I'm getting well. Now we're. You know, we're over halfway. I'm, I'm running. My choices are. Um... Yeah. Well, I think given that you've got three people with you, I don't think you've got a choice but to take the focus, have you? Uh, exactly. But I think that would be a very good choice anyway. They're quite discreet. Would you fancy yourself to get away from a handful of Tommy Mackinans in a Mark One Focus RS? I think so, because uh, police aren't very good drivers, in my experience. They'll be shuffling the wheel too much, won't they? They'll be shuffling. There'll be a lot of shuffling going on. <laughs> 
Um, but it's about it's about the getaway, and you've got front wheel drive, in, and it's wet. It's got a tight diff though. Yeah, very Doesn't tight. Diff. Cracking <laughs> for handbrake turns. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you've already been you've already been caught by then because then Tom, their Tommy Max have just you know already overtaken you and driven you. Look, most of them will have crashed them. <laughs> They're quite hairy cars, actually. Those Tommy Max. Um, okay. The other big problem is, I presume they don't drive them all the time. They'd be massively overexcited that they're in such. True. Um, True. I mean, the one thing you must pray for if you're a copper in cars is a chase. Yeah. Every day of the morning, every morning of the week, you must get up and think, "Please, I hope <laughs> I'm going to get a proper chase today." Yeah, absolutely. If you get called to a robbery and you're in your Mackin Mackin and Red. And as a villain really up for it and a Focus RS, they'll just be so excited they'll crash. They would, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. I think you're right. Okay, well, I'm using the BMW X6 because it's the only car I've got that will carry the loot and my co-conspirators. Um, Andrew, who are you voting for? Me. Model S Plaid, Focus RS, X6. Uh, I'm going for the... Um, no, you're going to hate me for this. I'm going to go for the X6. Because anybody boring enough to have bought one of those couldn't possibly have robbed a bank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I could vote for myself here and take another win. But, Andrew, I think you've got the right car for the job. That's what this game is called, the right car for the job. And I think, well, you've got 1,000 horsepower, electric Model S plaid, four-wheel drive. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, so... It's two, it's two all all. It is. My God, finally poised. Finally poised. Two rounds to go. So one of us is going out this round. Okay. Now, this is a very important one. A very important one. This is the penultimate one. Car in which to be driven by your daughter's new fiancé to see whether he's really fit for her hand in marriage. So, you want to see what he's made of, don't you? You want to see whether he's um, fit for marrying your daughter. Can he drive a car properly? So, it needs to be a test of his driving ability. Yeah. With at the same time, if it turns out that he can't drive, some chance of survival. Well, well, that would be better, wouldn't it? Are we in um, the car with him? Yes, he's driving you. You are, yes. Okay. Which does limit things a bit for you, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Go oh, on, my goodness, Dan, you've got a choice. <laughs> um, <I'm... laughs> okay, well, on the basis that if it goes wrong, I'm probably going to survive, um, unlike my last remaining choice, um, and it will be a genuine test of his driver ability. I'm taking the SLS AMG Black. Oh, you must be wow. mad. Bloody hell. Carl, what have you got? Uh, it'd have to be my um, uh, Nissan 200SX, which I think will be absolutely perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Not too valuable either. It's my only choice, um, but I think it's a really, really good one. I had one of those. You, do you know what? You cannot find a standard one of those now. Just, they just don't exist. They've all been totally ruined. And I am responsible for ruining at least one of them. Um, I had, when I was 18, I bought one for 1,500 quid. Just had an engine rebuild. It was immaculate, really lovely, tidy, standard, clean car. Um, and, of course, I ripped the interior out. I put a stupid exhaust on it. Um, I did all sorts of dreadful things to it that couldn't be reversed um, and sold it for half the money I paid for it, having driven it about 15 miles ever. I've my Jog my memory, boys. Was there a 180 SX? There was, but I don't know if we had it here. I think maybe as a JDM. It wasn't sold in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm nominating my Jaguar E-Type Series 1 3.8 flat floor coupe because 
It's not a straightforward car to drive well. I want to know that this lad can operate a motor vehicle skillfully. Okay, and that's going to take some skill. Andrew, who are you voting for? I think I'm voting for you. Mm. Oh, so is Cole. Oh, there we go. Well, so am I then. Well, I've got three. Oh, hang on. So we could have a draw, couldn't we? So we, what? We, okay. If there's a draw yeah, at we'll the do, end of it, we'll do what one. we have to do is whoever can't win drops out. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll do one joke around. There we go. Well, we're learning with this game, aren't we? Yeah. Um, okay. So this is the last one then. I'm through to the final. Only one of you can join me. And the driving scenario is... Bear with me. Bear with me. Oh! Now, you might say... You might say this is impossible. And certainly with the only car... Well, we only have one car left, don't we, each of us? So you're trying to break Sterling Moss's Mila Melia record. 1955, he did it in 10 hours, 7 minutes. It was 992 miles, so he averaged about 100 miles an hour. Uh, do you reckon you can do that in your one remaining car, Andrew? Yes, I do. Do you? Yeah. What have you got? Got Diablo SV. Oh my God! Would you take that on? Would you try that? Well, I think according to this list, I got here. I don't have a choice. But yes, absolutely. <laughs> Closed roads, lap yeah. of Italy in an SV. Bring it on. That'd be fantastic. One of my favourite Lamborghinis. If it was almost any other Diablo, apart yeah. from an SE30, if it was just like a standard. Diablo VT with four-wheel drive would be horrible. But an SV would be absolutely cracking. Okay. So that was the one. That was the light one with the short gears. Yeah, yeah. It was like a club sport, wasn't it? Because it would actually cost less than the standard yeah. car. Rear drive only. Absolutely lovely thing. Wow. I, I had an off in one of those in Italy. What, were, you, were you trying to match Sterling Moss around the millimetre? No, I wasn't. And I, 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 was a lo- I was a long way off having completed a 1,000 miles. <laughs> I had an off in the VT in Italy. Mm. My God. I drove off the road into a field, and across the field and back onto the road at the other end. Didn't, <laughs> didn't damage a thing, but it was technically an off. What, so, Cole, what's your one, what's your one remaining car? Uh, well, I've only got a BSA Mono, which, which would Ooh. be... Um... <clears throat> you can't have Jenks with you? No, but well, that's probably not a bad thing. Um, <laughs> I think it would stand a better chance of, of going 1,000 miles. BAC Mono. That would be, that'd be, far, that'd be much faster. Well, I, I stand no chance, but it doesn't matter. I'm in a Ferrari 348. At which point, at which mile marker am I going off, Andrew? Well, you'll be somewhere between Brescia and Cremona, I would think. L- luckily, you run it that way. You, you, it runs clockwise. Because if it ran anti-clockwise, one of the first things you come across would be the Futa Pass. Oh. <laughs> and you wouldn't even get to the top of that, let alone down the other side. <laughs> okay. All right. So It's amazing. We've all actually got cars that uh, can do it. Could, could do it. What, a Ferrari 348? Well, um, okay. Andrew, well, Dan, you... basically, it's down to you, because I'm going to vote for me. Cole's going to vote for himself. Uh, are you voting for yourself, Cole? I have to. If I, I, I don't want to. I actually want to vote for Andrew, but if I do yeah. that, and I automatically lose. Okay, well, I'm, that's true. Well, I'm torn here, because I think it's important to have a navigator. However, the Mono would be a hell of a lot faster than the Diablo. But you don't have to be fast. You just have to be able to match Sterling's time. And the Diablo will do that. And you can have a navigator. <laughs> and you won't get utterly exhausted. Um, and drive off the side of a mountain. Well, you make, an, you make a strong argument, Andrew. But I think the Mono is that much faster that I'm giving it to Goodwin. Well done, Goodwin. So It's a stitcher. Andrew's out. It's Andrew's a stitcher. Out. A it's only because I won effort. last time. No, not at all. Not at all. 
And Valiant well, I don't think I'm a bad loser or anything here. No, but you, you do still have voting rights in this Joker round in the final. Oh, do I? You do. Well, no, we so need I'm you to. For, I'm voting for Colin. No, 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 no. You vote for whoever chooses the right car for the job. Come on. You know how that works. So, He's our guest. So we need... And he we didn't need, lose last time. And he, so didn't we need, stick to, he didn't stick me up this time. So we need one more car each. Colin, this one's yours. Um, you've got a Range Rover L322. So that's the third generation Range Rover. Ooh. I've got... Ooh. I've got the least 911 911. It's a Carrera 4 Cabriolet PDK. I, I can imagine what that job that'll be good for, but we've got to be politically correct. <laughs> we do. And and the driving scenario is working for the summer as a window cleaner. Well, congratulations, Good, Goodwin. Thank you so much for coming on. You have won our competition. <laughs> Goodwin's going to vote for himself. Andrew's clearly voted for him. I mean, obviously, a Range Rover is a better car for that job. Colin Goodwin wins the right car for the job. Well done, Colin. Masterly done. Expertly played. Um, Uh, Actually, it was expertly played because I had easily the best draw. Um, You didn't, and and you just just played your hand very, very well with just a little bit of help from Dan. Well, it's a bit of luck, really. Very lucky to be. uh, I think it really hung on the Millimelia one. (laughs) It did. It did. That was the crucial one. You know, as any consolation, I I think Dan's wrong. I would have gone in the Diablo. Yes. Well, it doesn't matter now. It's too late. It's far too late. We're, we, we're not going back and changing the result now like they do in F1. Um, well, there we go. I mean, what we are forgetting is that Goodwin didn't live long enough to spend his summer as a window cleaner, having gone over the railing at 240 miles an hour in the rear Nevera at the Millbrook Bowl um, and then carted off to the bone orchard in a Lupo GTI. Um, so you do win, Colin, but you've also lost your life in the process. What a way to go. What a way to go. (laughs) There we go, Colin. um, That was good fun. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for coming on, Colin. That was excellent. We'll do it again sometime. Um, Thanks for your time, Colin. And Andrew, we've got a bit more to talk about. Well, now that Goodwin is gone, having totally schooled us in the game that we created, uh, Andrew, we're going to carry on with uh, this episode of the podcast with uh, What Goes Up. Now, for those that don't know, What Goes Up is a new segment a new occasional segment on the podcast um and why have we called it what goes up andrew i suppose it's because it's about market trends it's about car values but it's not investing advice and that's no. why it's called what goes up because it's a bit silly it's a bit glib it um, also what refers, goes up has to come it down also again. first yeah. must come down yes yeah. yeah 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 so this is not investing advice it's just an opportunity to look around the marketplace at sectors and at models that we find interesting and just see what values are doing and see if these cars are becoming more or less desirable. Yeah, and um, also you know, try, trying to find the odd car, which, um, which for whatever reason appears to be over or undervalued or maybe just not what worth what people might yeah. think. Yeah, and to make it a, a sort of rigorous thing, we are using data, really good quality data from some of our partners in this case. We're talking about the Porsche 911 Carrera GTS, the 997 launched in 2010. Yeah. Um, and we've got some excellent data from JBR Capital. Now, JBR Capital, they, it's their job to understand car values. If they're not doing that job well, they're not going to be in business for very long. So we've got really good, robust data from JBR Capital on this car. Now, this, the 907 GTS is a really interesting case because um, ignoring Porsche Motorsport models, the GT3s, the GT3 RSs, it is the 997, isn't it? 
Yeah, no, it absolutely is. It's the first time I think Porsche had used a GTS badge on a car since the 904 uh, from the mid-1960s. And you can actually be a bit sort of sniffy about that GTS, because it's not like the current GTS, which is genuinely a bit different to any other um, sort of standard 911. It was a bit of a part spin special. There was very yeah. little on it, if anything, apart from sort of trim and that sort of thing, which you couldn't option into an S. But the point was, um, it all came together uh, with with a unique look, but also for an awful lot less money. Um, mm. So there was a power upgrade, but there was an upgrade kit you get on this. But for a lot less money, so if you take the box, the box to get all those bits on this, it would co- it'd cost you a lot more than you could have the GTS. And it was just like Porsche going, okay, this car is coming to uh, an end. It was a, it was absolutely a run out special, um, and so this is what we think is the optimally configured. Yeah, 997. So it was the back end of the Gen 2 um, of the 997 before, you know, the entire 99, sorry, 911 offer got changed with, you know, with obviously with the 991 uh, and with electric power steering and longer wheelbase and um, and everything else. So, yeah, and it's a, it's a fabulous car. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I've driven one, but... Okay, so, just, I mean, look obviously... Spec, it looks perfect. And I'll say this about the GTS, but pretty much it applies to all 911s you know they they made the gts available you know with all the body styles and with two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive so so what you want and you know and the values i'm afraid will reflect this because it's what everybody wants is a manual rear drive coupe you can get four-wheel drive cars you can get pdk cars you can get cabriolets you can get any combination of the above but the the one is a manual rear drive gts coupe indeed so these cars, they, the 907 GTS started at uh, £78,000 in 2010. Now, the reason for pulling out this particular model is that it seems almost impervious to depreciation. So a 2010 car is now 13 years old. So it's getting yeah. on, isn't it? Yeah. But values on these models are extraordinary. Um, and the data we've got from JBR Capital shows that the average price now of one of these is £61,538. So... That's lost, what, 15 grand, a little bit more in 13 years. So It's a grand a year. Yeah, so that's, that's very, very slow depreciation. And, actually, okay, and, it's not, and it's not inflation adjusted, but actually there hasn't been much inflation. I mean, I know there's plenty at the moment, but over that yeah. period of time, there hasn't been huge amounts of inflation. No. And, and, and actually, what values, a thing to have. Yeah, and values now, um, so over the last few years, they... They have increased in value by 4.4% over the last three years, the 997 GTS. Yeah. Um, in the last two years, by 9.3%. So that yeah. means they really It's reached the rocketed. bottom of the curve, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, they, they rocketed to a high point um, in the middle of last year. And in the last few months, they've started just nibbling down. Maybe that's to do with winter. Maybe that's to do with um, the energy crisis or whatever, but prices People have just poor. Yeah. softened ever so slightly in the last few months, but they're not going to crash. Now, this data from JBR Capital is to do, it relates to all 997 GTSs, right? Yeah. But when you look at cars individually, the cheapest of these are PDKs yeah. and probably Cabriolets, yeah. and you can pick one up for about £50,000. Yeah. They're, these um Don't. the the PDK cars are much more common than the manual cars. On Auto Trader, for instance, there are eleven PDK cars and three manual cars. Yeah. So this becomes really interesting when we look at the three manual cars. 
you're paying a minimum of 75 grand for a manual coupe, right? That was at least, that was about a 78 grand car before options when it was new. Now it's yeah. still 75. There are yeah. people out there. And that's the course, least you're going to pay. That's the least you're going to pay. Of course, that's the yeah. advertised price, but you're not going to pay much less. Um, and, and, so, and what sort of mileage are we talking about? Are we talking about reasonably, a reasonably leggy car? No, 30,000 miles for one of these. Um, and that's the cheapest I could find. Yeah. So there are people out there who bought a great 911, 907 GTS, manual coupe, new in 2010 or 2011, have put 30,000, 50,000 miles on them, and they could flog them now for more or less what they paid. Wow. Isn't that extraordinary? Wow. Well, it is. what is extraordinary is we're kind of used to that with GT3s, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Because they're because you know they're, they're they are I mean they're they're not as rare as people as they're perceived to be because Porsche manage that sort of stuff very well, but they are regarded to be the special cars. Mm. Whereas a GTS is an, it's is, a is absolutely part of the mainstream run on it. It's a Carrera, yeah. and yet, I mean that is gosh, can you imagine? I can remember when I first drove it. Uh, it was out in the US, and I drove it up to the top of whatever hill we'd be driving up, parked at the top, and I just got on Twitter. Um, and I, I got out of the car a bit breathless um, in the California sunshine on top of some mountain feeling pretty good about the world and I just tweeted you know whatever it was 911 uh, GTS all the car you'll ever need yeah. and actually I stand by it I stand by okay. it in many ways it's a it's a better car than a GT3 um, well let, let me put that to the test because the issue with the 997 GTS Coupe manual is that they are so valuable. They have held their value so well yeah. that 75, 80 grand, that's bottom of the GT3, 997 GT3 market. That'll be a Gen not, 1, presumably. Yeah, 3.6. Yeah. But for the same money, you could have a GT3, a full Porsche motorsport car. Yeah. And probably going to hold its value better over the, the years to come. What, the GT3? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would. I think you're absolutely right. So which would you rather have? It depends so much on circumstances, doesn't it? It depends whether you're using it as a daily driver or whether it's an occasional type. Let's say it's your circumstances. I probably have the GT3, but only because, you know, there's other stuff I have to drive every day. So it would be a recreation. And and so the the driving experience would be the single most important thing. Mm. But if someone was looking for a 911, a 997 from that sort of era and needed it to do more than one thing. You know, it was meant to be a car which you go out and have some fun and go to the pub in, but also a car which you might occasionally have to go and do a long journey in um, or whatever. So it had a more general purpose. I'd, I'd have the, I mean, all financial issues aside, because I think you're right, I think GT3 would hold its value better for longer. But actually, just as a thing to have and knock about in for a number of different reasons, I'd have the GTS. Mm. I'd have the GTS, yeah. and I yeah. think you'd find... Now, GT3 RSs are, are, are a different thing, but I think you'd find that if you took a Gen 1 993 GT3 and a Gen 2 99... Sorry, yeah, 99... Sorry. A Gen 1 997 <laughs> GT3 and a Gen 2 997 GTS, I think you know, you'd definitely prefer driving the GT3, but I suspect the gap between them is nothing like as big as the perception would have it be. So just looking at some um, JBR Capital data for the 997 GT3, um, <clears throat> spanning both models, the Gen 1 and the Gen 2, values of those are up 16% in two years. I've got the graph here, and the values for years and years just track straight and true, about £88,000. And then 
around late summer 21 they just go whoop they just tick right up yeah it's risen 16 percent in two years up to hundred and eight thousand pounds and they've tailed off like the gts over the last few months they've just tailed off a little bit so it'll be interesting to see what they do longer term but yeah the gts bravo to anyone who specced emmanuel coupe all those years ago yeah is now sitting on a car that's worth the same money that is superb i do actually know someone who's got one um or certainly had one when he last yeah and he's he's quite vocal about it on on social um and he's never getting rid rid of it i don't think well, he'll probably not get in touch to say that he has, but um, <laughs> yeah, he absolutely understands um, why that car is as good as it's as, as it's suggested to be. What Goes Up is sponsored this week by car finance specialist JBR Capital. We've been working with JBR Capital for a while now, and it's been a brilliant partnership for us. High-end car finance is all the company does, meaning it understands the car market and car buyers better than most. So before you buy your next sports car, supercar, classic car, luxury car, even a brand new car, go and see what JBR Capital can do for you on the finance side. Visit jbrcapital.com or click the link in description. And this bit is important. Tell them the intercooler sent you. JBR Capital is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Okay, well, we've got a listener question coming up now and we're staying on a 9-11 theme, actually. Um, But before that, please remember to rate and review the podcast. I tell you every week because it's really important. You are doing it and it is helping. Genuinely really is helping. Just rate and review the podcast. And also, whether you listen to it on Spotify or Apple, just click the follow or subscribe button. That really helps. Um, And remember to check out our beautiful website, the-intercooler.com, where we post brilliant car journalism daily um, by the best writing team in the business the-intercooler.com and you can start your one month free trial to see what it's all about um, but the listener question Andrew comes from Tom Ensom um, essentially saying the 911 Porsche 911 with its rear engine configuration is the most successful sports car why has nobody copied it really copied that uh, 2 plus 2 engine way out the back behind the rear axle line configuration is it because it took Porsche so long to make it work or is it because going up against the best in the business means you're only going to lose i think that there are there are certain types of cars when they come to market and they're really really good everybody else thinks i want a slice of that so they're piling Mm. and i think that just occasionally yeah and the other example that springs to mind is the mx5 something comes to market which is just so good that actually any attempt to try to rival it you're just going to come off second best because you're just going to be regarded as being a sort of a pretender to it i also think that because of the the engine location because of the flat six um it's not quite the only car ever to have a flat six in fact it's not even quite the only rear engine car to have a flat six you know chevrolet corvair tucker torpedoes but you know essentially it is so synonymous that i just think that you're always going to come off second best mm-hmm. uh, and i also think that the way that porsche has evolved that car they you know because the idea was so good but actually the engineering was and the way it has been engineered has been so good it's, it's just kept itself out there and up there and i don't think that anyone's ever going to try and do that because you're always going to come off second best because people are always just going to go well fine but why are you trying to copy a 911 mm-hmm. yep I think you're right. I think you're right. There you go, Tom. There's the answer to your question. Thanks for sending it in. Remember to get your questions across. We'll do it again next week. Bye. Bye.